0: Welcome to another vital message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the Word. Well, are you ready for the Word? Open up your Bibles to 1 Peter 1 Peter, you'll find it uh, toward the back of your New Testament, James, Peter, and John, before you get to the book of Revelation, Uh, and uh, you'll find uh, Peter, 1 Peter, we're going to chapter 5 this morning, and the title of the message today is, Why Do We Suffer? Okay, have you found 1 Peter chapter 5? 1 Peter chapter 5, and the title of our message again is, Why Do We Suffer? Let's begin reading 1 Peter 5. We'll read a couple of verses to begin with, and then we'll close with a couple of more verses. So you could uh, you know, hold your finger or, or you know, just uh, set, set your phone aside or something for a moment, because we'll be coming back here. And uh, 1 Peter 5, the apostle Peter is writing, and he encourages us in verse 8 to be sober. To, to to think sober mindedly, to keep ourselves thinking correctly, and 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 and, and, and uh, um, you know to know what's going on to not be confused to not have fuzzy thinking but to, 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 to be sober And to be vigilant, to be watchful, always be sober, be watchful. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9, resist him. Boy, what a great word. You know, resist him. Don't give in to the devil. Don't let him trick you, deceive you, because his goal is to devour you. His goal is to destroy you and consume you and devour you. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Keep on holding on to your faith steadfast unmovable you know hold on to your faith hold on to your trust in God hold on to what you believe knowing we know something we know that the same sufferings that you're going through the same difficulties the same pressures the same problems the same infirmities the same tragedies the same disappointments the same sufferings that you are going through are also being experienced by your brotherhood in the world brotherhood meaning Others who are born-again believers, who love Jesus just like you do, they are born again, they're filled with the Spirit, they are in a common relationship, a brotherhood, you are, you are in, in family together, you're in this brotherhood. Resist the devil steadfast in the faith. Every time you suffer... Resist him. Why? Uh, uh, Because he's trying to devour you. Don't let him devour you. And also realize that the same things you're going through, other people are experiencing. Other born-again believers are going through those same things. You know, there seems to me to be this brotherhood of sufferers. You know, have you ever noticed It seems to be like a brotherhood of sufferers who, just like their leader, Jesus Christ, the only Son of Almighty God, just like their leader, they are suffering quite a bit in this world. I don't know if you have noticed, but throughout history, it seems as though that the children of God have suffered quite a lot. It seems that they've gone through a lot, and it seems today. Now, perhaps if you could extend your consideration beyond the 5% of the population of the world that you might know as America. Perhaps if you could extend your consideration to India, to China, to to, uh, the African continent, to all of Asia, If you could extend your consideration beyond perhaps your paradigm to realize that in many parts of the world, in North Korea for example, do you know even in France it's against the law to stand in a public place and share Jesus Christ. Do you know that? Do you know in France and and, and other places in Europe, you cannot, there are anti-missionary laws You cannot witness, you cannot publicly preach the gospel, share the word of God, say that you love Jesus out loud. For fear of being arrested and put in jail, fined, or as in North Korea, your mom and dad will also go to jail and so will your children. Three generations will spend their lifetime in prison doing their best to reprogram your your family to no longer believe in Jesus Christ. To no longer profess and certainly don't tell anybody about it. Now, if we could extend our considerations into other parts of the world to realize that not everyone enjoys the freedoms that we enjoy, and we here in America also suffer persecutions. But persecutions are not all we suffer. Just like Jesus. Do you know, do you think Jesus never had an injury? Do you think he never had an injury that hurt? you would be wrong because God spent a lot of the word in the New Testament telling us about him receiving stripes on his back. There's an injury for you. How many of us have been beaten with a cat of nine tails? How many of us have had our flesh ripped from our bodies because we believed in Almighty God? because we understood the message of salvation and because we wanted to tell others that God had a plan for their life, that God cared about them, that God loved them, that God had a special place for them, that He wanted to protect them, that He wanted to save them, that He wanted to secure them and make them feel better. He wanted to give them joy and peace and love for one another and forgiveness. That's the only message Jesus had. And yet, He was bruised, beaten, crucified. He was spit upon. He was chastised for our peace. Uh, There seems to be this brotherhood of sufferers. If we could imagine, every one of His followers, disciples, were also martyred for that same good message. For, for their intent and for their, their history of sharing the love of God with others. You see, there must be something pretty terrible in this world. If we cannot stand on the streets of Paris and tell someone about the love of Jesus, we might expect it from North Korea, but would we expect it from Russia? Would we expect it from from much of the other civilized world that people would put you in jail, put you under the jail? It happened to the Apostle Paul. It happened throughout history. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour resist him don't let him control your life don't let him tell you what you can and cannot do resist him steadfast in the faith keep trusting God knowing that the same sufferings that you are subject to your friends family brothers other believers in Jesus Christ are going through the very same things in one of my early morning prayer times this past week I earnestly asked God to help me understand why we suffer. You know? uh, I, I looked around, I was praying, I had been praying for so many people and it seemed as though everybody I thought of needed prayer <laughs> and it seemed that the people I had thought of, the prayer that I was praying for them was for God to help them through some moment of difficulty, of trial, of tribulation, of testing, of trouble, of disappointment, of hurt, of, of trauma, or, you know, and I, and, and, and I, and I finally just stopped and I said God can you help me understand why we suffer and I told him I I said now I'm not complaining and, and 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 just give me an answer I will not be complaintive, and I will not you know I will not hold it against you I don't know how you but I reverence God I'm a little afraid of him in that reverential way I'm not afraid he's going to break my leg or anything but I am afraid of disappointing him I am afraid of him you know, uh, 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 imagining that I don't love him and care about him or trust him. And I know that he knows everything. He has it all in control. And I trust him completely. So I said, would you just help me understand? Would you just give me some kind of understanding uh, as to, as to um, why born-again believers suffer? I asked him, to whose benefit is this? Does this benefit you? I mean, I, I didn't say, does this benefit you? You know i'm earnest who does this benefit because as far as i can see there is no benefit to this suffering as far as i can see as far as i know i mean i i can't make rhyme or reason out of it god i can't understand it i can't i don't know what it's good for Uh, and, and Immediately, I began to go through scriptures, and and God floods my mind with scriptures when I ask Him a question. I I I, I think is 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 a wonderful thing if you could take your time reading the Bible. Uh, do it every day, please do, because the wealth of the scriptures that that you take in, the Bible says that in times of need, God will bring those things to remembrance. And He began to flood my mind with verses on suffering. I mean, just really, just they just went through, you know, from Second Timothy and Romans. Eight and Philippians 3 and 2 Corinthians chapter 15. Do you know that 1 Peter, for example, uh, there's like 15 times or more in 1 Peter that we're told about suffering? Wow, it was kind of a big deal. And there's this brotherhood of suffering going on. And, and, and I considered how Jesus suffered. And I considered why did he suffer? Why did Jesus suffer? The Son of God. Because we kind of get this idea that once we are born again, once we are saved, like the Jews, once Messiah comes, we won't have any more trouble. That's why they have a hard time believing that Jesus is Messiah. Because in their understanding that when Messiah came, he was going to deliver them and they would have no more trouble and their enemies couldn't do anything else against them. And so they say, nope, it wasn't Jesus, because we still have enemies. We still, You know, sometimes people say, I must not have gotten it. You know, God must not be real. Maybe, maybe my faith doesn't work, or maybe God doesn't heal, or that maybe God doesn't help, because He didn't. Because I'm still stuck in this situation I was stuck in. Or some tragedy unfolded in a way that I did not want it to. I prayed that it would not and God could have fixed it if he had wanted to. What good is this suffering? That's kind of where I was. And I, I, I earnestly and honestly, you know, God doesn't mind a conversation. He doesn't mind questions, you know. He does not take well to insolence, but he does not mind questions. And so, uh, you know, uh, I, as I was going through all these scriptures and and I sat back and just in this spiritual quiet time, I opened my mind to God and it seemed as though that God opened the eyes of my understanding to see this in a way that I had not seen it before. Uh, And uh, I saw that this world and every person born on earth is on a collision course with death and destruction let me say that again all of a sudden i realize that this world that we are in planet earth this world and every person ever born on planet earth is on a collision course with death and destruction. You can read about it in 2 Peter. You can read about it in the book of Revelation, chapter 21. We are riding on a ship that is destined to sink and kill everyone on board. Hold on, listen. We are on a ship that is destined to sink and kill everyone on board. There will be no survivors. Our only hope is salvation beyond this life. Our only hope is beyond this planet. Beyond this world. God sent his only begotten son to open a door for us. God sent His only begotten Son into a world that was destined, that was on a collision course with destruction in order to save them out of this world, to open a door into a brand new existence, an opportunity to become a new creation so that we might survive the destruction that is coming upon all of the world. I imagined several things while I was there in my quiet time meditating on on Scripture after Scripture. I imagined, uh, forgive me, but I imagined a a starship like we were speeding through space and something happened on this starship that, that was a virus beyond fixing, beyond control. And the only way That anyone could make it would be to be transported from that starship to a safe place. You see, the earth has been infiltrated, the earth has been sabotaged. There is an evil spirit, we call him the devil. What Peter was talking about. There is an evil spirit that has sabotaged and infiltrated the world. And every system of this world is corrupt. Every system of this world remains compromised. The world is winding down. And one day it will no longer be able to sustain life. The world has been compromised, and God is not going to save it. God is not going to stop the destruction of this world. It is on a collision course. So what he has done is that he has made a way for us to be translated into the kingdom of his dear Son. While we are on this earth speeding towards destruction we are subject to the evils of this world as was Christ. While we are in this world we are subject to the hardships and to the sufferings that are in this world as was our Lord and Savior. It is not that we do not have hope, it is not that we do not have help that we cannot request assistance. In fact, we are encouraged to request assistance. But we must realize that the same sufferings that we are going through, Almighty God has told us that our brethren who are in the world are experiencing the same sufferings. Why? Because we are in a world of suffering. We are in a world of hardship. We are in a world of compromise. We are in a world of corruption. We shine like lights in the midst of this crooked and perverse world. Am I preaching yet? We're subject to betrayal, poverty, sickness, pain, which one day you will not be subject to, but in this world we are subject. Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation, but I've got a plan to get you out of this world. I've overcome it, says the one that was crucified, says the one that was beaten says the one that was acquainted with sorrows and grief. The only thing worse than living in this world is to leave here without Jesus. Because this is as good as it gets without Jesus. Sickness, pain, poverty... Worry, defeat, corruption, compromise, betrayal, hurt. This is as good as it gets without Jesus. You see, man cannot walk into God's glory any more than man can walk into the glory of the Son. You cannot walk into God's glory any more than you can walk into the glory of the Son. It will burn you up. In order to walk into the sun, you must be made of the same material. In order to walk into God's glory, you must be born of God's Spirit. To be born, Jesus said, you must be born again. You must be born of the Spirit of God or you will not be able to enter into the glory of God. There is one way. We live in a world of suffering. We live in a world of sin. Take a look outside on this crisp, beautiful, bright day. Sunshine, wonderful here, okay? But you, as I know, in this world, it can be turned into chaos like that. It can be turned into evil in one brief moment. We suddenly hear of public protest, of wars, of school shootings, of of, you know, overcrowded jails, overcrowded hospitals. We see empty churches and empty hearts, and we see homeless and we see helpless. All in this big, beautiful world. If we just look out, when you walk out today, you'll be walking out into this beautiful, bright sunshine that is. Filled with compromise and corruption and trouble and anguish. And God help us that we do not experience any of it. But if we do, we have an advocate with the Father. We have help. We have angels on assignment. And we have been given abilities. The God-given abilities that we can break through the enemies of our souls and our mind. The devil wants to destroy us. Resist him. Steadfast in the faith. Well, that's some good preaching, huh? I saw it so plainly. You see, God created this world as a perfect haven of rest for His children. That's how God created this world. He provided them with every need, and He gave them instructions on you know, how to follow His plan And it would have protected them from sin, sickness, poverty, death. They would have never died if they had just followed God's instructions. The balance of life in the Garden of Eden was blessings. That's all they knew. Blessings, 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 blessings. God expected Adam and Eve to obey Him despite the temptation to do otherwise. Hello. God expected Adam and Eve to obey Him, to preserve this haven of rest. He trusted them. He gave them authority to rule over all that He had created on the earth. But they did not prove trustworthy. It seems simple, doesn't it? Just obey God. When tempted... Do you know their pride rose up on the inside of them? And since they owned the right to choose, as we do, they, the silly nuts, chose to disobey God. No one would ever do that, would they? Hello? Hello? Come on. You know you wouldn't. Well, at least you guys watching online, you would no one would ever disobey God. I mean, they had the instructions. And God expected them to obey, and he set up a great place for them to live everything that they needed. And boom, what happened? Well, uh, they, they opened a door. They chose to disobey Him. They opened the door. And they invited an evil spirit to be the ruler of their domain. Come into the kingdom that God has given to us. And we're going to follow you instead of them. And they opened the door to sin, to sickness, to poverty, to defeat, to worry, to compromise, to confusion, to corruption, and said, Come in and rule. And the devil became the, uh, who, who was the prince of darkness, became the God of this world. And he began a campaign of blinding the minds of men and women. He began a campaign of bringing sickness and darkness and defeat and worry and pain and turmoil. and finally, after 905 years, he brought death to Adam. Wow. Well, that was dramatic, wasn't it? Wow. <laughs> Genesis 5:5. Wow. He brought murder. He brought disappointment. He brought pain. He brought all the things that we call suffering into this world and set up his kingdom. And he, and he decided that he would rule and he would reign over the earth. And, and he decided that, that death and darkness and sin and depravity would grow and grow and grow. And since then it has been growing and growing and growing. And God, in His infinite love and His wisdom and His mercy, He decided to do what He could to help mankind in this ship that was sinking, that was destined, that was on a collision course with destruction. He decided to reach into the lives of men and women and God created some temporary measures to shield them from the the burden and from the, 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 the wages of sin. But realizing those temporary measures could not hold out because once they left this ship. They would no longer be protected. And, 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 and you know, what could they do? They could not enter into his presence. Because they were unholy and he was holy. They could not come before him. No flesh shall enter the presence of God. There is only one way. And so God in his love so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. And whoever would believe in his son would be born again. Born of the spirit. But yet left in this world. You see, God intended to save us. And people need to know about it and like he sent his son to tell us about it he left us here to share the good news to impact others because he loves people so much all who call upon the name of the lord shall be saved but but you know romans 10 continues how shall they know. How shall anyone know unless someone tells them? How can anyone be rescued unless someone is sent to rescue them? Romans 10 says. The evil forces of darkness, the same darkness that first deceived Adam and Eve in the garden, is continuing right now. Continuing to capture the minds and the souls of men and women each day. We must not allow this deception to rule over us, but we neither need to allow this deception to rule over our families or our neighbors or our friends or our nations. We have been given abilities. We have been given power. We have been given prayer. We have been given angelic help. We must realize why we are here. We have been saved and called and chosen and equipped and sent to seek and to save the lost. We are also called by God to raise up our team members and to raise up our replacements. Because this earth suit that you have, it is corrupt. It's a part of this world. You have suffered pain and hurt. But one day, this earth suit will die. Every person on this planet is going to die in the great collision. Everyone will. But at this moment, we are seeing earth suits live their lives, play out. Subject to the perils of this world, which we petition God to heal and to help. Which person in our church who has died has not been prayed for to keep living? We all die. It is appointed unto every person to die. As long as we are in this world of suffering, we will experience some suffering. That's what Jesus said. You know, That's what the whole Bible tells us. Now, I'm not believing God for suffering. I'm believing God to help me out of suffering and through my suffering. Victory in my situation, victory over my situation. But if you think you can change the word of God in John 16, that Jesus said in this world, you will have temptations, testings, trials, tribulations, trouble. And you, you will not be able to change the word of God. He will be with you in your moments of difficulty. As long as we are in this world of suffering, we will experience some suffering along with those that we are sent to rescue. We have been given special protection, angelic protection, we have been given uh, assistance, we request assistance from heaven and are given assistance from God, healings and miracles and signs and wonders. Thank God for that. If prayer works. However, we cannot allow these temporary situations that disappoint us or that make us afraid. We cannot allow them to keep us from doing our job. Resist him steadfast in the faith. We're like a a fireman running into a burning building looking for those in need. We don't expect the fireman to not get hot. We don't expect the fireman to not be sweating or or to not stand a, a potential loss of life even. We're like firemen. That's what Jesus was. He was a fireman running into a burning building. You know, the only reason to stay on a sinking ship, you know, you have a life vest. The only reason to stay on a sinking ship is to help people into the lifeboats. We understand the hardships, but we also believe in the cause. We understand the hardships that our soldiers and that our first responders face. We understand the hardships, but we believe in the cause. We live in a corrupted world. We understand the difficulties that missionaries face as they go on the mission field. They're giving their lives and enduring hardships and and going through difficulties and putting up with pain and being misunderstood and jailed and many, many, many martyred, but we also believe in the cause. It is a cause worth our lives. Romans 8:18 8, says, you know, that for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. I reckon the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. We are born of the Spirit. If you are born again, if you have asked Jesus Christ to become your Lord and Savior, if you have personally made that request, not someone has made it for you, not that you have joined a church, not that you were raised in a good community, but if you have personally, Jesus called Nicodemus, if you have personally asked Jesus Christ, to come into your heart and be your Lord and your Savior, to forgive you of your sins, then you are born again. You are a new creature, a new creation. You are born of the Spirit, and you are secure for eternity. But you are left in this world. Why do we suffer? We suffer because we're living in a suffering world. We're living in a world that is headed for destruction. We are on a collision course with death, every one of us. Let's finish 1 Peter 5 so that we can go outside where it's sunshiny and I can get you out from under this pressure. (laughs) Get you out from under this reality and get you into an alternative reality, something that you can make up to feel better. 1 Peter 5. Let's continue. Verse 10. You, you remember what it said in verse 8 and 9? The devil's trying to destroy you, your adversary. Resist him steadfast because other people knowing as well that everybody's going through the same thing. Okay? Verse 10. But may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. Remember, we are called to glory. And glory will be revealed in us. Oh glory we all of a sudden we are spirits uh, he called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while would y'all take a magic marker and mark through that please because we don't believe that in this church oh it got quiet yeah you don't pull that one out of your promise box do you it's bible Why would you want to go to a church that didn't preach the Bible? Why would you want to buy into a doctrine that left out the part about suffering? That's like the Jewish nation leaving out the part about he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, chastised for our peace, and by his stripes we are healed. No, we don't want a suffering Messiah. after that you have suffered a while, may He perfect you by His grace, establish you, strengthen you, and settle you. To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Okay. Well, I've got a minute and a half. Ready? If you can write fast, here are the four takeaways. Number one, don't expect to be treated better than Jesus. Number two, Never allow your own pain to make you doubt or quit. Number three, find and train your replacement. Because you're not going to last all that long. Okay, Probably in another 110 years, you'll all be gone. Number four, your victory is in your faith. That's what 1 John 5 says. That's what Peter said steadfast in the faith first john 5 tells us you know this is the victory that overcomes the world it's even your faith it's your faith it's your trust trust him trust him trust him in the midst of your trouble in the midst of your suffering in the midst of your disappointment in the midst of your trauma and your pain Because exactly what Hedy Brown said this morning, after you have gone through this, you'll realize and look back, he went through it with you, stood with you. He brought you out. He brought your feet up out of the pit. He, He delivered you from the deep miry clay. He set your feet up on a rock, and he put a new song in your heart. And the enemies that chased you, you hear them no more. Now it's time to go back into the next burning building.